So I had the awesome opportunity of going to Turning Point USA Student Action Summit in Fort Lauderdale, Florida this last weekend. And the first thing I want to say is if you haven't had the opportunity to go to a Turning Point conference, whether it's YWS for um, young ladies out there, or if it's SAS, TSAS, your regional conference, anything, or even go to CPAC with, with Turning Point USA as ambassador, I strongly encourage you to do so. These are the best ways to get to know other conservatives, to meet your mentors, to meet your heroes, to hear them speak. Everything about it is just an absolute party, and it's amazing to be so- to be around all of these different conservatives. This year's SAS lineup was definitely one to remember. We got to hear from Dinesh D'Souza. We got to hear from Donald Trump Jr., Judge Jeanine Pirro, Charlie Kirk, obviously. We got to hear from Mike Pence. Um, obviously, one of my favorites was definitely Will Witt. Um, y'all know how much I love him, but it was great to see him. And what impressed me the most, honestly, was how down to earth most of these people are. And these are people that we grow up seeing. We see them on the news. We hear them on the radio. We watch their Instagram stories. Like he made sure he saw pretty much everyone who went to SAS, whether it was wheeling himself up and down the extremely long lines, which we're going to get to first to get into SAS. He would wheel himself up and down, was free to take pictures, shake everyone's hand. He was great. Or going into the conference main area where we're listening to the speakers wheeling himself up into the aisle, sitting next to kids, asking if it's okay if he sits with them, and just being present for everyone to kind of talk to. It was absolutely amazing, and I'm in awe of him as a person. His speech was even more amazing. He talked about how going into politics doesn't need to be a career. It needs to be a fight, and that's something that really resonated with me. I feel like a lot of us, we want to get away from the fact that we have these politicians who stay in politics forever and ever, but at the same time, We struggle with wanting to make a difference and wanting to change how politics is. And to do that, you need to be a politician. And so his insight on not looking at it as a career, but looking into it as going into a fight is actually pretty mind opening. And another thing that really stuck with me was he talked about how as as conservatives, we have the tendency to lose a lot of friends because of politics. And going back on that fact, something that I really liked that Charlie Kirk said was, it's never okay for you to be the one that leaves a friendship. I feel like sometimes we as people and as conservatives, we have a tendency to not want to get hurt. So when people are tend to be super liberal or they disagree with us, we're the ones who shut down like the friendship. That should never be the case. We should be the ones trying to reach out to the other side, trying to show that even though we have difference of opinions, that doesn't mean we can throw a whole friendship away. So that's something I like to put out there. But Madison continued by asking how many of you have lost a friend because you're a conservative? And everyone in the packed room raised their hands. And he said, if you ever feel like you're alone or like you don't have a friend because of the way you believe, call me up and you will have a friend and I will be there to answer the phone. I thought that was so classy of him. Here he is. He's a congressman from North Carolina. Everyone loves him because he's the youngest congressman ever. He's not bad looking. He just seems like a nice guy. And here he is saying that he'll reach out to anyone who's in need of help. And really, that's what's important about being being good in politics. You have to be a good person first. No one's going to want to vote for you. No one's going to support you if they see that you're a jerk and that you are just in it for yourself. So just be a good person. My dad shared with me an article that Fox News published today, and it was about Carrie Kupek, and that's Attorney General Barr's right hand. 
And so if you're interested in reading the article, it's on Fox News. The title is Meet Attorney General's Bar's Right Hand, Carrie Kupek on Her Journey to the Justice Department. And she is such a woman to look up to. It talks about her journey from law school to clerking with um, Virginia Supreme Court to going on to being a leader in the DOJ. But what impressed me the most was all the quotes from people that she'd worked with saying that she was a mentor, someone who made sure everyone was welcome and everyone was nice. And she really encouraged people to reach beyond what they think is possible to really achieve any dream that they have. She also credited her dad with a lot of things. And that's honestly something that I've been thinking about a lot. Um, While I was at SAS, I had the opportunity to make some awesome new friends. And I was talking to one of them about my dad. And he just said something about how my dad seems like this kind of like mythical thing. He just seems awesome. And my dad is amazing. My dad has always been the person who supports me no matter what. He, as soon as I get the idea that I want to do something, he is down to find any information possible on what it is. It doesn't matter if it was me wanting to go into international relations and maybe being a part of um, the FBI or something like that. He was the one who found me internships or this is the path that you can take or here's different contacts that you can get in touch with. When I wanted to start this podcast, he immediately was the first one to want to try to come up with names to ask what I needed, how I could build the brand better. He's always been my number one supporter, whether it was basketball, going through high school, trying to teach me how to do algebra or calculus because I am terrible at math. And he still pushes me. He's the one who says that I can do whatever I want, um, gives me the context to do what I think is necessary and has always been okay with, yeah, okay, you run for Congress in 2026 or you can do anything you want and you're going to go places. My dad has always been that for me. And just been thinking about that a lot. So I know he'll probably listen to this later. I love you, dad. And I'm so grateful for you. Um, but back to what I was actually saying, it's so important for you to be a good person. And a piece of advice that Carrie Cupick give out was quote, in your personal and professional life, actively seek to make stars of others, unquote. In our society today, we're all in a rush to make big names for ourselves. Sometimes even I'm guilty of it. It's how many followers do you have? How much reach are you attaining? Are you really putting your message out there? What you say is most important. Get it out there. Get it out there. Get it out there. Rush, 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 rush. And in reality, if you really want to be successful, if you want to make the most impact, it's being a good person, helping others along the way, because ultimately in the fight for saving America, it's the people that are the most important. And the only way you're going to get to people is if you help everyone else who's fighting alongside you. It doesn't make sense to tear people down because they might be a little bit different than you or, oh, you're jealous about how many followers they have. Their podcast gets more listens, anything. It's not important. What is important is that we're together in this fight and that we join and we lift each other up. So that's something that I liked hearing Turning Point USA talk about. It's something I'm really glad that everyone who got to attend or who listened, and if you'd like to listen to any of the speeches that came out of SAS, go on YouTube. There's recordings of all of them. They're absolutely great. There's not a single speech that I wouldn't recommend you listening to. But that was something I was really glad that I learned from SAS. Another thing that really hit hard for me was Vice President Mike Pence's speech. I'm going to be honest, after this long semester of doing kind of online learning, everything with COVID, this year has been hard. And no one's going to admit that it wasn't. But one thing that actually Christy Noem said was, of course, 2020 was hard, but we were sent by God to live within this time. Maybe it's not supposed to be easy. It's not supposed to be normal. Maybe it's never going to be normal, but we are here for a reason and we're here 
because we can withstand this time. We can stand the troubles. We can withstand the unnormalcy of this time. So I was thinking about that, but this year has been really hard. And the past few weeks, the hate that I get has amped up. And that always kind of brings me down. Finals were hard. Everything was just kind of piling up on top of each other. And at the end of it, I kind of was thinking, wow, is any of this all worth it? Am I really helping anyone? Yeah, I get some listeners and I get views on my stories, whatever. People tell me that it makes a difference. But if you don't believe it, then it's really hard. And I was kind of in the pits of, am I really doing anything? Maybe I am just going to go to college, get married and be a mom. And that's what I'll do with the rest of my life, which is completely okay. But then Mike Pence got up and he spoke and he is such a great speaker and he's such a great man, but he talked about how even the youth get weak and weary. And that really kind of stopped me in my tracks because here we are, we're at this conference and everyone's like, go out there, go out there and fight. You can do things. You'll be great. You will be the next Will Witt. You'll be the next Matt Gates. You'll be this. Keep going, keep going, keep going. Push, 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 push. And Mike Pence came out and he just quietly was said, you know what? I know it's hard. So he continued to quote the scripture from Isaiah. And this is one of the parts of many that absolutely drove me to tears was he quoted Isaiah chapter 40 verses 29 through 30 and 31 actually. He said, quote, he giveth power to the faint and to them that have no might, he increases strength. Even the youth shall faint and be weary and the young men shall utterly fall. But they that wait upon the Lord shall renew their strength. They shall mount up with wings as eagles. They shall run and not be weary and they shall walk and not faint. And when I tell you that that was exactly what I needed that day, it was, and it was amazing. And I looked around the crowd and everyone had been cheering being so loud. But as soon as he said that, you could just feel the spirit fill the room. And these are people who weren't all members, people who maybe didn't even believe in God. I mean, most conservatives do. Most of them are Christian or Jewish, but the spirit just flooded the room. And I know it's true. So if you're out there and you're listening to this and things get hard and you're just down on life, not even through politics, you don't think you make a difference. If it's anything, school, rely on the Lord. He is going to be there for you at all times. And that's something I've really been thinking about. I've been thinking a lot about gratitude. It was something Dennis Prager talked about and how the grateful people, they make the happiest people. They're the people who make the most difference because they know what they come from. Being grateful to God is so important. And I'm so grateful that I have the opportunity to do this, that I have the opportunity to talk in front of you. I'm extremely grateful that I know what my purpose is in life. And some people aren't so lucky. I have a lot of people who are struggling trying to pick a major or they don't want to know what the next step in life is. And for me, I've been so blessed to know what I like to do and how to apply it and what I'm going to do next in life. And I don't know exactly all the next steps. Maybe it's running for office. Maybe it's being a campaign manager. My mom is pushing me to do law school, although I have to say I don't really want to do that. But there are so many options and I'm so grateful to God for that. But in reality, rely on the Lord. He's the only one who's going to get us through this. He's going to get us through 2020 and beyond. He's going to get us through this pandemic. He's going to get us through this thing about misinformation. He's going to get us through this election. Everything that we struggle with in life, God is walking beside us every step of the way. And sometimes he's even going to carry us when we feel like we can't go far enough. So, I mean, I guess that's my testimony, but it was something that was really weighing on my mind. And Mike Pence talking about it absolutely just hit the nail on the head and filled everyone I feel like with the spirit. And that's what a good man does. Again, good men in politics are the ones who bring about the most change. I also just wanted to throw out there, thank you to everyone who came up to me during SAS, whether it was someone who recognized me for my podcast, 
those couple girls who came up to me, you guys know who you are. You absolutely made my day. I never dreamed I would be in the position where random people walk up to me and say, hey, I follow you on Instagram or hey, I listen to your podcast every week. That was absolutely amazing to me. And I'm so grateful for you guys, for my listeners, for my family who supports me, all my friends who publish this. When I tell you I'm feeling grateful, I am feeling grateful. And it might be different for this episode, but um, I'm really grateful for you guys. But getting to, I guess, some meat of this episode, it's not going to be the longest episode ever. When I'm at home, I have the tendency to really kind of shorten these things and really want to get back to being with my family. And it's Christmas week, so I like to talk a little bit about Christmas at the end. But one thing I wanted to talk about is how important the freedom of speech is. Um, I recently was on a panel um, with someone from the DNC delegation um, for a different program that I participate in. If you guys ever want to have some discussions with people who aren't of the same page as you, but are actually respectful of your views, I strongly suggest that you look up Patriotic Minds on Instagram. My good friend Victoria runs it. It's a great page about um, trying to take the bias out of politics. So just opening the air for everyone. Anyways, I was a part, I got the opportunity to be a part of the season finale and I got to talk with this one girl. And one of the questions was, what is the most important political issue to you? And as I was thinking about it, of course, abortion is something so important to me, but I don't see that as a political issue. It's not political, not murdering babies isn't political, but I digress. My favorite thing, my favorite thing to debate and to talk about and to really push and protect is the freedom of speech. And as we were out there, I was just thinking, we have all of this. We're at this amazing conference. We're listening to these people speak because we have the freedom of speech. We have the ability to say what we want on Twitter, on Instagram, for the most part, because of the freedom of speech. And that's why big tech censorship and everything that that involves is so, so important that we fight against that. Um, As I was talking, this girl was talking about how, oh, well, there's a difference between censorship and stopping misinformation. And as I do see that point, we don't want people to go out there and just say whatever they want and have it randomly selected by millions to be sought after as truth. Obviously, we have the obligation to find out what is truth and what isn't. However, because we're letting these big companies decide what is and what isn't truth, we're seeing conservatives silenced by the hundreds and by the thousands. And we really have the, obliga- the obligation to stand against it. When you really think about it, the freedom of speech is what gives us the rest of our rights. The freedom of speech allows us to practice our religion the way we want. It allows us to go into church buildings and say what we say, to say that we believe in God, that we believe Christ is king. All of these different things that comes from the freedom of speech. The fact that we have Instagram, we have Twitter, that we have the chance to stand around with others who agree with us. That's the freedom of speech. And that's why it's so important that we stand up for this. That's why big tech censorship is so abhorrent and something we need to stand against. It's why these politicians who can't get the word out because they're conservative is horrible. And when you think about it, the freedom of speech extends to the workplace. The fact that people are getting fired because they'll say Trump 2020 on their Twitter, that's horrible. And we, If we want to stop the divide, we have to protect the freedom of speech. If we want to stop this increasing divisiveness between the left and the right, It's really about allowing both sides to speak their mind. And sometimes as conservatives, we want to do the same thing. We want to put ourselves in an echo chamber. We want to just hear what other conservatives are saying. And that's why the conference is great. We're just getting told what we want to hear, that we need to continue in this fight. And it's great. But what's so great about being out in the real world and with everyone else is hearing all these different sides of these arguments. And even as conservatives, we all disagree. We have libertarians who I'm not even going to lie like libertarians sometimes bother the heck out of me 
And I, I don't understand why, where they come from. But the thing is, is at the end of the day, we're all standing up for what we believe is right, what we believe is truth. And that's why it's so hard for me to say like, oh, I hate liberals or like to use the word libtard. I think it's so dumb. We really are both, we're all children of God first and foremost. So I can never look at another human being and say, yeah, like why, why do you believe the way you do? You got, you got to kill yourself, dude. Like that's, that's crazy to me, but we have to know that each of us have different experiences that allows us to walk through life the way we do, why we have the opinions we do. It comes from either growing up in a religious background, or maybe you were abused as a child and you believe certain things, or you've seen different things. All of us are different. So we all have differences of opinion, but if we want to save that and we want to be able to foster relationships with people who don't agree with us, we have to protect that freedom of speech. And so I'm putting this out there, especially because most of my listeners are conservative. Don't run to these different platforms because you want an echo chamber. I I think it's great that conservatives are now starting their own media companies and things like that. But for all of us to go running to like parlay um, or parlor, people say parlor. Let me tell you, it's the French, it's the French verb for to talk and it's parlay. But the fact that we have all these people running and it's basically conservative Twitter and there's no liberals on there. And because of that, there's no censorship. That's kind of ridiculous. And we're letting them win the fight. If we all run and say, yeah, screw Instagram, screw Twitter. I'm tired of being censored. So I'm just going to leave. Yes, there is a thing about the second vote and that second vote being boycotting uh, companies that you disagree with. Instagram and Twitter doesn't really need us. Let's be honest. There's enough liberals on there to keep them steady. And there's a lot of conservatives who won't step away to keep them steady. What we need to do is we really need to fight, whether it's going after the Section 230, whether it's marching and making sure our voices are heard, bringing this idea to the public and making everyone step up and speak out. But running away and putting ourselves in an echo chamber like Parlay is not the answer. That's not going to help anything. Yes, it's good for those bigger conservative creators like Charlie Kirk or Graham Allen who are constantly silenced and we're not able to hear what they're trying to say. Yes, it's great. Go on there if you want to hear from them. But to make that your only source of social media is absolutely ridiculous because then the left is silencing us. Then they do win. We're running away saying, oh, it's not worth it. We'll go to this little segment. We'll just hide out as conservatives. And I feel like we've been like that for too long. We've been the silent majority because we don't step up. We are fine with our little bubble, with our friends who agree with us or who tolerate us. We need to step up and be loud. We need to be kind, but we need to be loud. If you guys couldn't tell, that's something that is really important to me, that more people speak up. But it's because that's really how we're going to make real change. And not all of us need to be politicians. Not all of us need to go out and be lawyers and to be heard like that. Not all of us need to be Instagram influencers. But you can speak out. You can influence those around you. And you're not going to make an inf- you're not going to make a difference if you're not kind. If you're not a good person. If people don't respect you or look up to you. And I'm so grateful that I've had the opportunity to be in a place where people listen. And so I'm grateful for that. Anyways, let's move on. Um, this week, two days, Friday night is Christmas and it's the birth of Christ. And I know all of you aren't Christian. A lot of you don't believe, maybe you don't believe in Christ, or maybe you're finding that your testimony has been challenged, but this is a perfect time to kind of take stock of what your year has been like. I know you're supposed to do that new years and whatever, but really doing it at Christmas is the best time you can focus on your God and the relationship you have with Christ and really think about what your purpose in life is supposed to be. 
Christmas is the time we celebrate the birth of Christ. And it's where we look at the journey he took through life. This is the man, obviously, who had the ultimate purpose in life. He came here to teach us how to be. He gave us an example, how to be baptized, all this good stuff. He went through the atonement for us. He suffered for our sins so we could repent and we could come unto him and later be like him in life. And when you look at that, you have to look at your own life and think, what am I doing to achieve my purpose here on earth? What is my purpose? And I promise you, if you are struggling with that to know what you're supposed to be doing in life, the only place you're going to find it is going to the father to kneel down in prayer and ask him what you're supposed to do. And sometimes you might not get a straight answer. Sometimes it might come through a series of decisions that you and the Lord make together that guide you to where you're supposed to be. A couple of years ago, if you had told me that I would be going into political strategy and I'd want to run for Congress in 2026, I would have called you crazy because a few years ago, I was certain I was going into journalism. I was going to be the next Megyn Kelly, which looking back sounds ridiculous. Even a few months ago, I thought, yeah, I'm going to learn Arabic and I'm going to go into anti to, into counterterrorism. That ended up not being my path. And who knows, maybe my path is even going to change even more. Maybe I'm going to find the ultimate calling in being a mother and that's all I will want to do in life. Who knows? Well, actually, I do know who knows it's Heavenly Father, and he has the ability to tell us this if we go to him, and he wants to share that with us. So as we think about Christ, think about where you are with him and what your relationship with him is. Make sure you go back and read Luke 2, but more than that, make sure this next year you really commit yourself to learning about Christ. Um, This last year, I have loved learning about the Book of Mormon through Come Follow Me. And if you don't know what that is, through our church, we have this kind of scripture study program that we do every week, and it's called Come Follow Me, and we follow different sets of scripture. Last year, it was the New Testament. This year, it was the Book of Mormon, and next year, it'll be the Doctrine and Covenants, which I'm so excited about. If if you've ever been interested in like the history of our church or what we believe, I strongly suggest you follow along with us and come follow me next year. And that really goes out to the couple people I talked to in line at SAS who wanted to know what our church was about. I really invite you guys to join with our church in doing that. But the Book of Mormon has given me such an interesting insight into Christ and his gospel. And I'm so grateful for that. But think about it. What is your relationship with Christ? Are you doing all you can to be close to him? Because ultimately throughout our lives, we get busy. We have different things that we're trying to do, whether it's politics, school, keeping up with your friends, keeping up with your family. And those are all good things. But the thing that is going to center us the most and is going to give us the most peace is Christ our Lord. So I hope you guys have a Merry Christmas. Um, I really don't have much for you guys this week, and I apologize for that. There's so much going on with SAS and the holiday season that I just don't have a ton for you guys. I will be picking it back up next week. I'm so excited to share with you guys. Um, I think next week I'm going to be talking about religious freedom and going into that and what that entails and how we fight for that. So I hope you can look forward to that next episode. I'm sorry this one is so short, but... I hope you guys have a Merry Christmas and remember to talk about what you're grateful for, whether it's posting on Instagram, writing it in a journal, telling your family, just remember to be grateful. Remember to be kind and remember Christ and everything that he stands for and how he can guide our lives. Um, I love you guys. So God bless America and God bless y'all. Hey, what's up guys? This is Tori Kimball. Welcome to another episode of America as I see it.